Welcome to The One About Careers with Devin and Sarah Jane, a career podcast for adults involved with teens navigating life after high school. We help you help your teens make informed education and career decisions by providing quality information and resources. Join us for weekly bite-sized conversations covering various aspects of careers, including insights from professionals in different fields. New episodes available every week at theoneaboutcareers.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to The One About Careers. Uh, We are continuing our series on myths and truths in the world of work, and a bit of a continuation, but also a slightly different branch from our last chat, uh, where we're talking about academic cost versus your earnings. If you pay more to get your education, is that going to translate to higher earnings? Um, Sarah Jane, I'm curious about your thoughts on this. I think, I feel like you have many opinions on this. Of course, always. Um, And part of it though, I just want to be upfront is that some of it isn't like opinion, opinions interesting, is it based in fact? And so that's part of, I think, what we're doing here is looking at what what exactly are the facts, you know, the cost of an education. And so one of the things is when we're looking at the cost of an education is things like how far do you have to go away to get that um, particular education? How many years is it going to take to get that particular education? In uh, Canada, we have a couple of different systems, you know, there's the Uh, publicly funded institutions. And then there's also what we would call private career colleges, which appear up front to cost more, but they generally take less time and might be some of them are very connected to the labor market. So you're done and you're in work. Um, Whereas lots of academic institutions we know aren't necessarily connected to the labor market. Um, So the cost of your education Well, I'm going to throw a real controversial one out uh, to go for. Devin's excited. I can see she's like, she's right on it because she loves the controversy. So looking at a tech boot camp versus a traditional computer science degree, what do you think? I suspect the boot camp is a lot pricier and lasts about three months, maybe six months. And a four-year degree? Hmm, maybe not a four-year degree. Hmm, hard to know. Hard to know. Um, so just perusing around, you know, some of the like tech boot camps are like nine grand. And a traditional four-year degree, you're looking at like 15 to 20 for tuition. Um so and Tech boot camps can be anything from like three months to nine months. And does it make you more successful? So my concern is, I think with the content of the degree, is the content going to be relevant? So in four years... As it happens, I kind of think computer science like co-ops uh, pro when it's computer science or when it's programming or analytics. If it's a co-op program, I think you've probably got a 
fairly good opportunity of getting employment afterwards and it being relevant. Um, I'm not sure with other three and four year degrees that they are going to be as relevant when they end. So don't misunderstand me because I already hear all the, you know, the, the parents calling in and the teachers and the university provosts calling and saying, you can't devalue art. No, no, no. Let's be clear. What we were talking about is the cost of the education directly correlate to higher earnings. So not the number of credentials, but the cost itself. And um, even in, so in our neck of the woods, you could go to a learning center to get a personal support worker diploma, say for about $1,500. You can also go to a college, which is a lot more than $1,500. It's about, I would, I'm going to guess around $10,000. I think it's two years. Um, and you know, do you earn more at the end? Not in this market currently, because it the the personal support worker where we are is just so in demand that pretty much when you're done and you're in, uh, we're in need. Your thoughts? With many, um, yeah, PSWs. I hear they call them RCWs, resident care workers, uh, and I know other provinces call them other things. Um, that is typically a one-year academic one-year, so eight months program. And yeah, actually, I remember, I think it was the TDSB when I still lived in the Toronto area, I did like a, an eight-week program or six-week program. And it's like, yeah, you're ended with the same job. Um, I think, though, when it comes to this stuff, one of the things at play is what do employers consider to be acceptable? And it's that that was a challenge like in the ontario college system they started introducing um degree programs applied degrees and that was a massive thing whenever i mean more of them do it now i think every one of them has at least one now but it was a big challenge for a long time because it was you know if somebody sees applied degree on a resume they're going to look at that and go what the hell is that that means nothing to me where's your where's your real degree you know and i think that's employers can be slower to respond to these things because they're used to what they're used to. That's certainly a problem that a lot of community college graduates run into because they might have a three-year advanced diploma in business administration, and they have these great hands-on skills. They've done work placements. They've done case studies. They may have gone to case study competitions, but because they don't have a bachelor of business administration, an employer may look at that and go, you're not qualified when actually they might be more qualified because of the nature of the, the work. So it's interesting because I think the you probably get as much out of a boot camp in terms of coding. And this is the space my partner works in and has complained for years that when you get university grads, they understand architecture and structure. But what you need from a new grad is somebody who can sit down and punch out code and they don't know how to do it. And you learn that at a boot camp, but is an employer going to look at that and say, yes, this person is qualified to do the job. That's where it, it gets fuzzy. It gets murky. And then it becomes ingrained in your job search strategy, right? It's not about just blasting off resumes. Now, all of a sudden you need to have built those relationships so that people understand who you are and what you know how to do before you even apply for the job. So there's so I'm, I'm seeing <laughs> layers upon layers upon layers of what this looks like. The other thing too is, 
with maybe more traditional forms of education, you know, we throw out terms like, and we've done it on this podcast, like four-year degree, two-year diploma. And we say that because that's the minimum amount of time it takes to complete that credential. If you look through um, the, I guess it's not admissions policies, the enrollment policies at every school, and they should be published on the website or in their view books, whatever, there will be a space somewhere that tells you how long you have to finish that credential. And it's not the same everywhere, but a good general rule of thumb is double the amount of the minimum plus two semesters is a really common one you'll see. So for me, for example, to finish a four-year degree, I can go nine years before I finish that degree and still be eligible to graduate in the program I started from. You look very confused. <laughs> no, I'm it's shocked. Wild. Yeah, it's wild. And people well, don't no. know that because we constantly say things like it's a four-year degree. Well, if you take seven years to do it, it's still a degree. I think it's, no, no, where I was confused, I'm like, there's no way in heck you took nine years to complete a degree. I just can't imagine you doing that. People do because it's yes, like people do. Away, I right? think I was just like, yeah. What? You? No. Who wants Things to you study didn't one know. thing for that long? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back do, a little right? bit though, um, because you said something that I think is super important because remember, we started talking about this with the cost of education doesn't always correlate to higher paying jobs. Mm. We want to be clear that we're talking about a cost thing here. There are other benefits to going for post-secondary education. Um, you know, it can be a stepping stone to something else. Most of the credentials I've had throughout my life, some I've given up, some I've kept, I've got new ones. The, the piece of paper that says I have a degree on it absolutely is a stepping stone to that, um, that credential which is needed to do other things. Does it earn me more money? I don't know. It just earns me money. Um, I think the other pieces, you know, is why you're going. Because sometimes there are very personal reasons why some is going. And and don't misunderstand. It. We're not saying that the cost of education, It. we're saying it doesn't always, it can correlate. Like if I think of a professional engineer as opposed to say um, an engineering technician, who might have taken, or technologist, you know, who has gone to college for two or three years compared that to a professional engineer. If you get a job, so remember, we've had, we have had engineers who have been without jobs um, for periods of time, then yes, earnings can be absolutely more. Um, I'm curious about the future of those things, yeah. because I think that um, as, as I, I mean, all you hear about from me these days, right. Is artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, not <laughs> that I get thing, it, yeah. but I think that the, the thing is what we're looking is at, what are the tasks that artificial intelligence could do? What are the tasks that artificial intelligence could make more efficient? Uh, and then what is the human element that we need? To some of those things so it's just being mindful that that you know i think some of these um some of these credentials i as i said i, I don't know I, I just don't know how valuable they're going to be i'm not saying don't do it don't absolutely not i'm just saying 
understand why you're going for it. If you think this academic credential is going to get you more money in the long run, do you actually know that? Because Devin and I have just also demonstrated that depending on where you live, like geography can make a huge difference, not necessarily the geography, but who are the employers and who do they hire? Yes. And so if you think your whatever education is going to get you X job, have you talked to an employer? Yes. And have they in that field, in that organization, in that absolutely. And there's, I mean, there's so many elements too. I mean, I think about even just um like negotiation strategy when you get a job offer there's a way to increase your earnings without increase your earnings, right? We talked about that stuff really, really yeah. in the first episodes where it's like, okay, maybe I make the salary of an engineering technologist, but maybe I also have better work-life balance. Maybe I also get more vacation time from this employer versus that employer. But like, there's so many, I, I mean, we mentioned this in the, the last episode too, in talking about um, if you get, you know, better credentials, is that a better job or is it more earnings? And it's, so many factors play into this. It's just, there's just, there's no blanket statement that works here. So it's exactly as you're saying, it's being mindful about why does that particular type of education or credential or training appeal to you? And then where does it get you a few years from now? I mean, because you could absolutely say someone who's a, an engineering technician, especially so often, like out here that you don't see a lot of co-op um, we have one university on the island. There's no co-op, but the engineering programs are five years. So if I take a technician program, it's shorter and it's cheaper and I'm working after two years. So you could say in the short term, I'm going to come out ahead, but ultimately the professional engineer has a higher credential and a higher designation, right? So it's also looking at, okay, if I started with a technician and then I bridged that stuff back to school in three or four years when I have more money and maybe I can take the time or my employer, like there's just so many ways this puzzle goes together. And there's really, that's kind of the cool thing about it, but it makes it really hard to sift it through too. Uh, so next coming up, ooh, when we talk about Miss Intrusa, I, I just get excited about all of our topics. I'm sorry. It's you like a hobby. <laughs> I'm so geeking out on career stuff. Um, we're going to talk about a little, Devin referred to sort of job search things. So yeah. talk about um, jobs, employers, those sort of things coming up in the next couple of episodes of The One About Careers. See you next time. Thanks for listening to The One About Careers podcast. You can catch up with past episodes at theoneaboutcareers.com. Join us next week for another bite-sized conversation.